Would you go out with someone who wasn't a girl? Would you kiss someone who wasn't a girl? Would you kiss me? Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. The answer to that question is no. No. (laughs) Good evening, ladies and gents, and welcome back to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast streaming live on Digital Stream Radio, where you can access that live stream every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can do so by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. My name is Tom, and as always, I'm in studio with my friends, starting with the first one. Hey, y'all, Nick or Trish. And... Jay Bear, a.k.a. your boyfriend's boyfriend. And welcome you all to The Dish. By the way, Elsie said something about boyfriends on our group chat. What was it that she said? I thought it was hilarious. Let me find Today? Out. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she, she posted something, and I can't remember what it was. I don't pay attention. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> Um, did you find it yet? Well, Jay got a new bed from Ikea. (laughs) Well, that's true. Um, yeah, that bed comes with accessories. Um, what was it that she said? I'm looking for the message. I can, nope, nope. Was it today? I don't think it was today. I don't know. You said something. No. Maybe it wasn't. But anyway, she, she mentioned something talking about. You know, your boyfriend's boyfriend and something. But either way, I have to have a conversation with that boyfriend of yours. Boyfriend, boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah. That would be your boyfriend. Oh. oh, oh. Your, so that, your boyfriend's no, boyfriend, right? No wonder that bitch be disappearing. disappearing. <laughs> mm, I'm telling you. But anyway, um, how is everyone doing? Trish, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, Not much to report, really. Um, This weekend, I finally spent an evening hanging out with my roommate, just me and him, which was nice. How is Pat? We love Pat. He's doing good. Today's his birthday. He turned 35 today. Happy birthday, Pat. Happy birthday. I wish I was 35 again. Mm. Seriously. So I pulled in when he was... uh, Pulling um, out? No, I, I mean, I was pulling out. I was pulling out when he was pulling in oh. from work. They oh. let him go early because of his birthday. And I was like, happy birthday. And he was like, I know. I was like, 35. And he literally like tripped. He was like, ow. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's all downhill. Trust oh, me. Yeah. Trust me. I hit 40 and suddenly my knees, I got bone spurs. <laughs> I swear I do. I no, have, I know. We've seen that. I can't get on my knees. It hurts. So I, I need knee pads. <laughs> I do. Um, it's a real thing. I'm not joking. That's totally not joking. But, but well, happy birthday, Pat. I'll get you a, a set of knee pads. Yep. Mine work really well. They're very cushiony. They have gel foam on the inside. I used them when I was doing all my flower beds. Yeah, the, the that's concrete. what you use them for. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, you know how it is. Well, flower beds. Flower <laughs> beds. Yeah, I know. I was pollinating. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You were you were making that uh, rosebud. Um. Uh-huh. <laughs> she is nasty. No, but other than that, really, there's not much going on. I'm just, you know. Going through the motions. It's It's been a very interesting three weeks. So, you know, um, for me, I went back to the office it's been very stressful for me um, being around humans. 
<laughs> it's a thing. And, um, you know, I, I think that it, it is manifesting in, in some way physically for me because, you know, going through some physical issues, I've lost a lot of weight and um, I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow. So hopefully we'll we'll figure all that out because, um, as I said before, it's it wasn't intentional. It just happened. Yeah. But I can see my penis. I mean, that's a plus. Yeah, they all know from last week. I know. And um, and then, you know, it's it's finally we're starting to get some good weather. It's been very chilly lately. And so I have plans this week to, you know, take care of my property and go out and mow the lawn and do all those things that homeowners do um, and and just chill out, mm. chill out. Really? Yeah. Yeah. How are you, Jay? Good. You good? I had a near miss today. No, not yeah, she had a near I miss. Yeah, that. no, no, we're not going to talk about that. Um, but I do want to say happy Mother's Day to all of moms uh, out there that are listening. Um, that you know, oh, I never texted Mama Kim. For I Mother's did. Day. Oh. I did because I knew you guys weren't going to remember. Uh, oh, she's thank you, nasty. Jay. But thank you. No, but Jay. I did. But Mama Kim, happy Mother's Day. Thank you for for being such an amazing, you know, adoptive mother to all of us. Yes. Uh, you're great and fantastic. And we love you. Truly, honestly, deeply, we do love you um, for your devotion to us as a as as humans, as individuals, and also to the show mm-hmm. uh, and to your children and, and and all of that good stuff and to all the mothers out there. It was it was a, a very breezy day yesterday. It was a little chilly. Yeah. My mother ended up getting psycho on me yesterday. Do we want to talk about that? <laughs> I mean, let's go ahead. <laughs> Live your so, life. so mom was like, I was like, mom, what do you want to do for mother's day? I don't want to do anything. I don't want gifts. I don't want nothing. All I want is money. I'm like, okay, fine. I can do that. That's easy. Right. You can just hand her a couple hundred dollar bills and she's going to be great. And, um, but she went to New York with her sister. Unfortunately, um, my uncle passed away last year in July, mm-hmm. and my uncle was one of the triplets, and it was their birthday yesterday. Oh. Mm-hmm. And, or, sorry, excuse me, Saturday was their birthday. And so you have the two remaining um, siblings that used to make up the triplets. And so my mom went to New York to spend time with her sister. She's one of the triplets um, to, you know, just to sort of kind of be with her and, and yeah. celebrate birthday, but also just be there as a support because, you know, she's been going through it. And, um, and so I thought she wasn't coming home. And so I got up at four 30 in the morning and started doing some chores around the house and blah, blah, blah. And then by one, I was tired. So I took a nap and all of a sudden my phone is blowing up and my mother's like texting me, why aren't you answering me? And blah, blah, blah. Wait, and did you wake up and actually just ignore it? No, or, I was oh, past okay. the fuck out on my couch with my babies. <laughs> okay. And, um, <laughs> And then my brother starts texting and calling me. And then my other brother starts texting and calling me. And then my stepfather stops, starts texting and calling me. And suddenly they all show up at my door and wake me up. And then I open the door and I'm like, I just looked at my phone. What the hell is going? Did somebody die? No, we thought you, something happened to you. And I'm like, ma, really? <laughs> really? Like we've come to this. You're coming to my house to do like a a, a check, a I'm welfare like, check, a wellness check, a wellness check. You lucky she came and then called the popo. Oh, listen, she. I wouldn't put it past her. She had <laughs> half the galaxy calling me, and then um. So I said to her, I said, Ma, listen. I showed her my medical ID on the phone. You know, I was like, You're my. What does your mom think? You're like 
ignoring her. So like, she has everybody else call you. Like, yeah. So she shows up with my that, brother and my stepfather and everyone. Puerto Rican mom. Thing, oh, my, my God. Mom does that crap all the time. Mm. If my mom calls any of my siblings. But your mom's also is it the, isn't she like a bit of the dementia kind of yeah, yeah so she kicks might forget in. yeah like she has reasons yeah no but she'll call and she'll call and she'll call even if it's the wrong number she's dialing and then she'll call me and she's like your brother's not calling me there's something wrong you need to come pick me up and we got to go to New York and I'm like no <laughs> no, yeah, no. <laughs> so, but yeah. I, I know exactly where you're coming from. Oh, my from. God. And it was so extra. So yesterday I said, Ma, you're on my medical ID. Like, you're the first contact person. If if I get into an accident and I can't speak, I can't function, and they go into my medical ID, you're going to be the first person to know that something's wrong. So don't do that to me. Don't, don't, <laughs> you know, just leave a message. And when I can, I'll return, you know, your message. Yeah. It was literally three hours. I slept for three hours on my couch. Do you remember that time when uh, my, you my phone broke? Oh, my God. <laughs> My phone broke and it, so I have my dad, my um, mom, my brother, and Pat as emergency ice contacts on my phone. And my phone broke and it got stuck in the SOS mode. And it was calling my brother, my dad, and sending them my location, but I couldn't unlock my phone to like turn it off. And so the cop, my brother called the cops thinking that there was something wrong. So the cops showed up in my house. I got, I'm like yelling at the cops in my underwear, like late for work. I had to go to the Apple store and get it fixed. Like it was a fucking hot mess. Meanwhile, Pat's like, are you okay? That's it. (laughs) And everybody's like calling the cops, freaking out. Like, are you okay? I'm like, I literally like. That chill status is that Pat chill is what I need my mother to be. Because it was very extra. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, she probably would have sent, like, the the freaking National Guard to yeah. my house if I didn't answer one more text. Well, so it was sending all these fucking messages and, like, uh, status updates and location updates. And I'm driving I'm driving to the Apple store to get my phone fixed. And my family's like, oh, fuck, he's, ad- he's, a- he's been abducted. Like, <laughs> like Lord have mercy. Oh no, so you know you have an Apple Watch and you have an Apple Watch. Do you yeah. know that if you fell and your op, your Apple Watch detected that you fell, your emergency contacts get a notification? Oh yes. God, that's why I don't wear it when I go out. It's it's pretty crazy. It, it's yeah, they they kind of I think they did that for people that do outdoorsy stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess that whole you know incident with people that have fallen and gotten injured and help, I'm falling, I can't yeah, get up. And they're unconscious for hours. So they implemented that as part of the uh, Apple Watch Smart. services. Yeah. 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 So the gyroscope or something senses when you fall, mm-hmm. um, and it's not a normal rhythm for you, and then just starts shooting text messages to people. Hmm. You know, it's just pretty crazy. Interesting. So, um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, thanks, Ma. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> So nonetheless, you know, she they hung around um, long enough for me to give her her money because I think that's what it was. She wants to come over and get that money. That's what it was. Um, <laughs> but she got her money and she was on her way. And then I went right back to the couch, took another nap before I went to the bar and uh, worked last night. Because, yeah. you know, it's like you got to understand, I get out of the bar close to like one o'clock in the morning. I don't get to bed till two. I got to wake up at five and be in the office at seven. So I got to get my sleep in yeah. somewhere. When, when you can, yeah. Right. So I mean, I was supposed to go to my brother's yesterday for um, Mother's Day 
to see my niece and all that stuff. How is Demi God? She's great. She's beautiful. Getting big? Yeah. She, she walking is. yet? No, no, no. Right. She's I, like, I, I know. But, um, so I was supposed to go. I was trying to get coverage at the bar so that I could go up and not worry about it. I couldn't get coverage. And then I'm literally sitting there getting ready. And I was like, I can't. Right. I, I need my nap. <laughs> <laughs> we're old we're old it's we're getting, bad, we're yeah. getting there we're getting these queens and they have and to you take saw my out. hair last night she was going Ooh. through it she looked like wolverine i was like i walked in i was like where's her claws yeah ha- well having a rough night no mm. i just i hadn't i was supposed to get a haircut like i don't know like a week ago that i think it was happen. more like two and then that didn't happen right and then i was supposed to get it before the bar last night that didn't happen so i got it today right oh she she was looking a little a little disheveled last night, but I I'm kept glad falling you, down. Did you? No, my hair it just kept. Like, oh, I was gonna be like, I didn't see you fall down. No. Yeah, no. Did not fall down. It was it was it was actually a nice a nice time at the bar last night. Um, maybe we'll talk a little bit about this. So, through, um, at some point throughout the night, we had um, a young a young kid um, who obviously is on the spectrum, either with Downs or, or some sort of. Um, yeah, I think um, he had Downs. Yeah, so he was on the spectrum and super amazing, cute, um, young um, individual who was walking around the bar. Well, when he first came in, I believe he came in with someone who would probably be his caretaker. Yeah. Someone who brings him to places. And so um, obviously he's got to be of age if he's at a bar. So, you know, he can drink just like any other adult. He was having his glass of wine. He was running around, you know, being super cute. And I was living for all of all of his like attitude it was just amazing and positive. And and then he would walk up to people and he was standing up straight and then he would cock his hip and be like, are you my boyfriend? And I'm like, no, I'm not your boyfriend. He was like, oh, OK. And then he would go over and do it again and stand up straight and then cock the hip again and be like, are you my boyfriend? Yeah, it was the most amazing thing to see. And then I put him up on the mic and he was singing a Nicki Minaj song. Um. Oh God! What's that song that Nicki Minaj and Jesse J and um, Ariana Grande uh, is? I forget what the song is called. But anyway, the kid he got up on the little box and stage, and he had the crowd going, and it was such a super fun night. And I'm really happy that he genuinely enjoyed himself and no one was disrespectful everyone was having a good time everyone was applauding him i just thought it was really really amazing that yesterday yeah no it was nice i mean he was he was so sweet and he he asked me if i was his boyfriend at one point i was like no i'm sorry honey (laughs) and then then, uh, toward the end of the evening he came up to me and he was like i had sung at this point and he was like will you sing a song with me? And I was like, of course I will just go over to Tom and, you know, just tell him that you want to sing a song with me and he'll pick something from, you know, the songs that I generally sing. And he was like, okay, it never ended up happening because it was so close to the end of the night, but he was so excited and he was just sitting at the bar with his like elbow on the bar and like staring at me. I'm like, okay, this is getting a little awkward. (laughs) No, but I think, I think more, uh, we need to see more, um, of of these types of of situations play out in in our spaces right because our spaces are supposed to be safe spaces yeah. for everyone and i just think generally he really enjoyed himself in the crowd and everyone enjoyed him and overall it was just a beautiful night 
Yeah. It was a beautiful night. Yeah, I remember, and I'm sure there's still at, at the New Haven Pride Center, there was a group uh, of people that had different, um, um, I don't want to say disabilities, it sounds so, <laughs> well, but, but were in the spectrum or had either some sort of ailment. Right. Um, and there was a group of, of guys that used to come and get together and, and they had a support group and they all used to go out and do events together. So I know that, that that's been an ongoing thing with the Pride Center for some time. But it also reminds me of, if you haven't seen it, the TV series special. Oh my God, it's so Love good. The it. second Love season it. was so good. Yes. I have it's not amazing. seen it. So yeah. explain, so the, let's talk about it. So um, I actually pulled it up because I can't remember his name, but... The actor is Ryan O'Connell. He plays Ryan Hayes on the TV show, and he has cerebral Wait. palsy. Yep. Ryan O'Connell. That name sounds familiar. Isn't he like that hottie like actor from like that used to do a lot of movies and a lot of TV shows in the nineties? No, no, no. He's a young kid, so he actually is in. You know, he does have palsy, um, and he yo know, in real life. I, b- I believe he oh, does. Oh, he's a yeah. cutie. Yeah, but the show is based on him and his how his mother's really overprotective of him and him being openly gay. And him, right. The show's really good. Really, really good. So it kind of, you guys were talking about it and this is the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh, cool. So, you know, <laughs> and then I was like, I got to look it up. I got to tell Tom. He definitely went up something to David. Worth watching. I mean, he went up to Dave and was like, are you my boyfriend? And, and you know, <laughs> Dave, Dave will like, He's one what of those people. Say, who's I only like off. dark men. No, um, <laughs> Dave just looked at me. He's like, "Nope, not me." And he goes, "Oh, okay." And then he just keeps walking and asking everybody else. I think he asked everybody at the bar if if, if we were, you know, their, his boyfriend. It was just cute. It was a really, really amazing, wonderful, mm-hmm. lighthearted experience for everyone. I think that was at the bar. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, because some people can be very mean, and yep. some people can be very, you know, um, mean girls. Standoffish, yeah. And no, not at all. I mean, his energy was amazing. Every, it, overall, it was just truly an amazing experience. Yeah. It was very awesome. So, but anyway, so the series you were talking about, it's called Special? Special. Okay. Yeah, um, it, 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 well, let, me see. Let, me, let me go back. <laughs> I was looking at some of the info on it. I cannot with him. No, it's a great show. I mean. Yeah. Um, so you watched it. Yeah, I watched. So Chris brought this up when the first season came out and now post COVID, the second season has just come out. Right. Mattoon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But he, but basically this kid gets more play yes. than I get, <laughs> yes. like, but there was this one episode that was kind of really intense um, where he was, uh, he met this person and this person, I guess had a kink for <laughs> people with the, de- disabilities oh yes um and the boyfriend not boyfriend yeah and it was kind of really intense and to to watch that and and know that that person went through that experience was was like kind of crazy for me and i didn't even know that that was a thing i don't know if it is a thing but like honey there's so many he made made him feel so like like used how do you think all these people in, in the during the pandemic made so much money on OnlyFans? Yeah. I mean, you had people making millions of dollars on OnlyFans because there's a fetish for everything. People so are making a lot of money on OnlyFans. Oh, oh, oh I know, yeah. I know. But so soon, soon. <laughs> so where do, where does so, this series play? Um, it's uh, HBO. Oh, okay. So he's an uh, so Ryan O'Connell's an American. He's an American writer, actor, director, and comedian, 
LGBTQ activist and disability advocate. Right. So and, that's and it, a, that's and a good trifecta, all, yeah, and it all plays out in the show. I love the way he they address the issues and right. technically, you know, like the whole when he figured out that this guy has a boyfriend and yeah, he's only with him because he has a kink, and you could see like the heartbreak and and how he felt used at that moment. Right. And I was like, wow, it's it's you really know, well made. It's really interesting well made. because the notion that someone who has uh who lives on the spectrum um can't function for whatever reason like people have this perception that they can't function in society and that they can't for example hold a normal job or well um, you actually in the series you see him struggle with his mom in yes. regards to that like yes. growing right. up you know he had his mom always there coddled him all yeah. the time and it, it, there's you know a moment in the show where he's trying to do something and they're going through some stuff, but like she, you know, kind of snapped like, no, you don't know how to do this. Get out of here. And then later on in the episode, you see, uh, you know, her, uh, his mother kind of come to, uh, calm down basically. And, right. and be like, yeah, I'm going to show you, I'm going to teach you how to do that now. Right. And, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, we, we have to open our minds to the possibilities that they're capable of doing everything that, that we do. Um, and just as well. And it's just a matter of giving someone an opportunity to really develop, um, and, and be who they truly, all of who they can be. Right. Yeah. I, um, I love, I love his, but his boss, I thought you said but, but like, no, <laughs> actually he's got a cute, butt, but no, his boss in, in the series, you know, she treats him. She's like, you're still, you're still employed here. Like <laughs> I thought I fired you. <laughs> he's no, like, bitch. no, I screwed up, but uh, no, I'm still. She's like, well, get off, get off your high horse and get to work. And like, she treats him, you know, she doesn't mm-hmm. coddle, she doesn't, right? She doesn't like make like acknowledge that there's an issue and not in a bad way, right? She just treats him like she treats everybody else, like shit. You know, she's <laughs> like that. She's like that with all her employees. Yeah, and she's she doesn't, just a hardcore. Yeah, bitch she's and, a hardcore bitch, and everybody gets it, including the right, disabled guy. Right. Yep. Where everybody else is kind of, oh, you know, t- you know, touchy feely about the subject. She's like, oh, oh no, you're getting it too. <laughs> right. So I, I like that about the series where she's like really mm-hmm. down to earth with him. And I, you know what I love too about the series? It's like he, you know, we see individuals with disabilities and we make assumptions, like you were saying. Right. Mm-hmm. But watching him throughout the show, you realize how normal he is. And he, I'm like, that bitch can throw shade like anybody. <laughs> yes. Right. Like, yeah. like right. He, he's just so, you know, he's just a, a gay guy and he happens to have cerebral palsy and he, you know, is trying to live his life the best way he can. Like I feel in most instances, the limits that they have are limits that we place on them. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't do this or no, you should. You, I don't think you can do this. Maybe you want to do this instead. And I think it's just a matter of letting them figure out what they want to do. Right. Because just like anyone else, they're capable of really like aspiring to try something that they love doing. And if you allow them to do it, um, being able to, like, for example, people on the autism spectrum, right? For example, mm-hmm. they're able to actually really focus on things that they love doing, certain activities that really stimulate their brain, uh, their yeah. brains and, and their their this ability is, to, yeah. like, focus. Yeah. I think in season two, he dates a guy that, that's on the spectrum. Yeah. He's the skinny kid. Yep. Yep. And, and at first, you... 
and it was kind of they kind of catch you off guard because the guys, you know, he's they're having a conversation, and he says something, and he's like, like yeah. he got really excited, and I was like, oh shit, this kid's in the spectrum, yeah, right. you know, that's coming, and and my wife's like, what, and I'm like, watch, yeah. <laughs> like. I was like, all right, cool. So they, and you know, they make a really, I, I like the way they make a really nice and like they're deliberate in the way they, they, you know, present it where it's regular, normal. It, it It's not like, watch out, here comes the disabled kid. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I think the writers, and I think it's part because I think he's also part writer. Right. Yeah. The show. So well, it gives you that perspective. When you think about okay, who who better to write about a specific group of people than someone who lives that every day? Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyone, any writer can say, "Oh, I want to write about someone who um, is experiencing some sort of um, you know cognitive um, inability." Right. And you can research it, and you can write about it in a way that comes through reasonably educated Mm -hmm. but there's no better person to write about something than someone who's going through it right right and so i think that's probably what you're resonating with the fact that someone who lives his life or their life all the time um in that world and can write about it and be able to put it into film and educate other people in the process i think it's just a beautiful thing i think it's also really really amazing that you know like you said we put these um groups of people or you know disabled people in these boxes like no this is just what it is this is your life right because a disability can be many things right but like in this i feel in this series i feel like it can give that not only that community but our community in general hope that we can be whoever we want to be we can do whatever we want to do and we can love whomever we want to love yeah I agree 100%. And, you know, and one important thing to keep in mind when you're talking about um, a disability of any kind, um, those can manifest themselves physically, emotionally. um, And you have to think about the fact that even we, who some may think we are normal because there's nothing abnormal about someone that has a disability, um, can be impaired to a point where we can be considered as someone who is disabled in some way, shape or form. For example, if you go through, uh, through trauma, emotional trauma, you can be emotionally disabled as a result of your trauma. If you go through physical trauma, you know, for example, um, someone who gets raped, right. Mm -hmm. You go through a lot of different stages of, of, of impairment in the sense of your emotional stability or your physical, your, your, incapability of physically um, allowing yourself to do certain activities that remind you of your trauma. Um, And so we really have to give people the space and an opportunity to truly try to do what they can at, at their pace and, and not impose these limits that we tend to often do. Mm -hmm. It's it's intense, but I'm going to have to watch that series. Yeah. It's cute. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So we are at, um, incredibly fast, uh, the half hour mark. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we want to talk about Heartstopper. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a series. But anyway, let's take a quick break. We will be right back. 
All right, we are back from our break. Had a time to, um, you know, do what we do during our break. And uh, we are back. And uh, now, uh, before uh, we move on, I want to take a moment to acknowledge and thank Hans M. Hershey uh, for um, taking a selfie. Yes. I know, I saw that. <laughs> I was like, oh, she is like going, she is totally She's Instagramming right now. Can we like all do a group a group selfie? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but I want to take we a moment. Can do a group selfie. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, hey. <laughs> okay, but we did that live on air. Okay. Um, no, I want to take a moment to acknowledge Hans M. Hershey. One, his book Michelle, uh, Fallen Age of Was Paris. That your stomach. Yeah, it's. <laughs> She's gone through it. Um, is available now, and you can purchase it on all the major uh, platforms for audiobooks and even physical um, hard copy or hardcover books. Um, so they are available. Make sure that you go check out his book. Um, but the reason why I'm acknowledging Hans is because he, while we were interviewing him, uh, told us about a show that released on Netflix called Heartstopper. And I tell you, that show, could you quit? I just need to get one good one. They're all good. Uh, you know how I am. Oh, she a face tune. Don't lie to her. Oh, no, I'm not done. Yeah, I'm going to face tune and do all that stuff. All of that's got to happen. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, he told us about a little show called Heartstopper. It had just released on Netflix at the time. And I'm going to cut you. I'm going to cut you. Yay. Is it good? Um, no. And and so so we watched it. Uh, not collectively. We individually watched the show. She's on her second run um, halfway through the season. I'm done. And you're done. I'm done. Uh, but where was this show back in the 80s when I was growing up? That's all I have to say. I don't know, man. It was truly one of the most like coming of it's age, um, you know, teenage love stories ever written. I thought the show was amazing. I thought the messaging behind the show was amazing. I thought that the characters were well written. Uh, there was really amazing representation uh, throughout the entire umbrella of the LGBTQ plus um, or, you know, community um, and the actors. You know, when you when you think about Kit Connor and Joe Locke uh, did an amazing job at spearheading and really like leading the show to the success that it has seen um, to date. Um, it is one of the most um Amazing shows is it is just amazing. And I tell you that when I watched it, so I always see shows about teen dramas and school and blah, blah, blah. And I always think to myself, all right, like, well, I'm a 43 year old man. Like, really, am I going to relate to this? I totally related to the show (laughs) because it was just written in a way that was amazing. And one of the other actresses, and I can't remember her name, but she plays Queen Elizabeth in The Crown, the older version of Queen Elizabeth. Uh, and uh, she was such the amazing supporting mother. And I tell you that when when I say this series pulls at your strings and pulls at your heart and pulls at your emotions, 
it was done so in a way that it was just incredible. Um, and I, I can't get enough of it. I want to watch the entire thing a yeah. second time. So I wanted to open it up and I wanted to talk about Heartstopper and what we think the impact is going to be for people who are watching it today, people who are growing up, teenagers, um, that can see themselves reflected in some way in, in, in this series. So, um, I'm going to toss it over to you, Nick. How did you feel when you started watching this? Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> well, you, you started watching before anyone else. Yeah. You sure did. No, so. I, so after we had Hans on, I went home yep. after the show and I started watching it. And then I ended up staying up until like two, two thirty in the morning. And I binged the whole thing. And you can do so because the episodes are like 35, 35, uh-huh. 40 minutes long. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so it's so sweet and 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 there's so much I don't know. I don't know how to even start like when um when oh god what's his name? He plays uh Charlie? Yeah, Nick Nelson. Um well Nick Nelson Kit, plays the the boyfriend. Right, Charlie's Kit, is Kit Connor plays Nick Nelson. Right. When he showed up and protected Charlie mm-hmm. in that one scene with the uh with the guy boyfriend the, not boyfriend right okay right so there's a lot of elements I, listen if you haven't watched the show we've clearly we're spoiler, spoiler alert, alert. Yeah. <laughs> we should have said that in the get-go we're gonna spoil it because it's been out for like two weeks now at this point it's like you know like those who went to the movies and watched and end game if you haven't seen it then you know come back to the episode afterwards but we're gonna talk about it but here's the thing right so when charlie was seeing that one kid and he thought he was in a relationship with the kid i it resonated with me because i i had situations like that in high school um where i think we all have yeah yeah where i was out and not quite comfortable but like out and people would ignore you because they were afraid of um being recognized with you or associated with you in some way yeah i mean especially as teenagers a minute you say hi to somebody that you know, you're not of the LGBT community, especially when we were younger. You're gay. Oh, right. you're you're right. a fag. Off yeah. the back. Oh, right. You yeah. like him. And trust nobody me, wants mean, to be associated with that. You especially went, that back in the day. Yeah. You went to school um, in your high school years. What nineties or or eight? Uh, excuse me. I graduated 2000s. in two thousand five. Okay, so two thousand. <laughs> so he went to high school in the two thousand and five. I was in high school in the early nineties, and so while. We had much more visibility in the 2000s than we did in the 90s. I, I have to say that, you know, aside from certain individuals who were just truly absolute assholes, um, I made it out of high school unscathed because I was just ruthless. Yeah. And I would fight everybody. I'm like, you called me a what? Oh, it, it's on. Um, but I had a lot of like straight friends. I had a lot of female friends, yeah. which were critical in my survival in high school. Um, but this series just really points out, you know, the obvious of of what goes on. And, um, you know, it's funny though, looking back at high school, I don't necessarily, uh, I don't look at any, there were a couple kids that were kind of assholes that I wasn't, you know, keen on or fond of. 
um, who would say things every once in a while. A lot of shit got talked behind my back, which I don't care to know. I think that's true for all of us. Yeah. But like at the same thing, like at the same time, I think I struggled more with the administration of the mm-hmm. school at the time. Right. Because they had no clue how to handle yeah. any of it. Right. Well, and some of them were homophobic. Yeah. Right. And and yeah. and took that out on on me. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And and then that in turn created um didn't create, but like uh made me create this anger facade, this facade where I was always on the defensive. I, I think, but that's also, it's not something that you created. It was something that's necessary. It was necessary at the time in the 2000s, just like it was in the 90s. Um, it, it was necessary. We had to build up this wall so that we could protect ourselves. I mean, I remember walking the long way to get home just so that I wouldn't run into certain people who would potentially beat me up. I right. mean, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know. In our defense, our, part of our defense mechanisms, we started engaging in things that sort of kind of like, you know, made us heteronormative. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, you play football. Yeah, but I, play, yeah, but I played football for, for years. I actually really loved football. Right. But it's not something that, um, you know, a, a gay person would normally play. Right. Or or do like it's not your typical thing for for gay people in school to to play sports um, in a sense, unless you were in the closet um, and you were, you know, going through all of that internal. How would I say um, turmoil? But a lot of gay people avoided doing things. that oh, yeah. were Yeah, um, no, I, I agree with you 100 percent. I think I think you're right. I think a lot of um, especially during our era my era and yours um i think that you know that wasn't a safe space if you couldn't um uh if you couldn't conform to what heterosexuality looked like and sounded like um that said i mean i honestly i never had an issue with my football team they loved me they were great um you know, I came out of the closet and half of them were like, oh, thank fucking God. Seriously. <laughs> um, same thing for me. I played baseball in in high school mm-hmm. um, for all four years while I was there I mean, until I got kicked out. But that's a whole different story. You don't need to walk down that road. Another episode. <laughs> um, but I did play um, baseball. And, you know, I had a lot of um, internalized, like, um, phobias especially in dressing rooms, mm-hmm. you know, going into spaces and where I was always worried I was going to pop a boner. Let's be honest. Let's just say seriously, what it is. Seriously. I mean, because there was, there was a lot of cute boys in, Fuck in, yeah. in my high school, a lot of cute boys. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it was, it was worrisome. You know, I was always, um, um, in fight mode, you know, you could be either in flight or fight. You are in, 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 introduce into uh, to a situation and you can react one of two ways you can run or you can stay and face it and fight and i found myself in fight mode constantly rather than flight mode because i couldn't run away from it because i knew that if i did that was the end of me and my safety in school because i would forever be picked on and so you had to show some sort of of strength and it's it's really weird how I'm feeling very anxious right now just talking about it because of how it made me feel. But but when you think about what happens in the series and how, for example, Charlie 
gets invited to join the rugby team. So yep. we're talking about something that takes place in the UK, for example. So rugby is very big in the UK. And, you know, he he has trepidations about joining the rugby team, but nonetheless, he does it anyway because he feels genuinely supported by this individual who he doesn't know yet. He is by. Bye. He's, he's right. crushing on him, though. Yeah. Oh, he's crushing oh, hard. That's why that bitch ran to. Right. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna get killed, <laughs> but right. fuck it. And I and I love. <laughs> I, I, one of the things that I love the most about the show is its representation of characters of different um, ethnic backgrounds. For example, you had um, Ellen Tao. Tao. Who, Tao and Elf that be, eventually become. Partners, but partners, right? So you have someone, uh, uh, L, for example, was transgender and had to leave the school, an all boys school, to go to to an all girls girls school. school. And you know, it had, I was tripping because I didn't realize L was trans at all. At all. Yeah. And then something, I don't know if it was the way they were presenting them, presenting her. Right. Um, they them I think they, that's them. how they yeah. identify um, but at first I was like oh she's she's a cute girl no fucking clue and then Tao I'm like Asian kid he's like six feet tall right. slanky I was like oh he's a cute twink you know super <laughs> aggressive cute, super aggressive and I was like okay and then and then all of a sudden I was like oh shit wait a minute is, is out and then when when they're talking about her being transferred to the old girl school because of the transitioning, and I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I right, I didn't pick up on it until way out. It yeah. was, uh, it, it was the way they wrote all of that. That yes. aspect of the storyline was just incredible, um, because it really shows uh, in today's world um, the ability that um, you know we have to change someone's life be transformative in a way um, through education, right? And allowing someone to really like be in a space that makes them feel comfortable. It just really touched so many aspects of, of the emotional roller coaster that is one to be a teenager Mm -hmm. and to have a crush on someone who you don't know whether or not they're going to be responsive to, uh, but also to be trans, for example, and move over into another space that is supposed to um, make you feel comfortable. But um, you, you see, for example, that she's very standoffish in the beginning because she doesn't have friends. She doesn't know anyone in the school when she transfers. Yep. And then she ends up meeting two uh, women two, who two, two end up being two lesbians yeah. and being girlfriends. And you're in the inner circle now. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's it, it was just amazing. But the storyline and the and the whole thing uh, for me uh, with Charlie and and his eventual boyfriend, um, there there were three scenes that really rocked me emotionally. One with they when they were on the beach, yes, and and he says the word boyfriend, and and Charlie looks at me because like boyfriends, like I'm your boyfriend, and he's like yes, boyfriends, and the, and it was such a, a an emotional, amazing like awesome scene that just really took me back it was like he first felt validated right right as a person mm -hmm. as an lgbt you know and especially as a teenager your hormones are raging your fucking thoughts and you know everything's so critical and when you have somebody that's like keeping you a secret yeah yeah. and 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 making you feel terrible about who you are having somebody validate you in that way is 
so powerful right awesome. and and then when when he comes into his defense when he's engaging with his ex well i i wouldn't say that i would call it an ex someone who was just using him yeah. for his needs when you want to kiss a boy you come see me right and 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 t- when he came to his protection at that point in time i thought that was beautiful and powerful and then, of course, um, when his boyfriend, I, I cannot believe I, I, I can't remember Kit Connors uh, um, character's name. Nick Nelson. Nick, Nick Nelson. Thank you. His mom. So, again, she plays the queen on the crown. And I can't remember her her real name as an actress. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Olivia Coleman. Hello, Thank Olivia you. Coleman. Olivia Coleman. She is brilliant and amazing. An awesome uh, actress. When she's having that conversation with him um, and she looks at him and says, I really didn't know that you felt that way. And she just says, oh, honey, and hugs him. Yep. But even taking it back a little further, oh. when um, Charlie had first come over to Nick's house, uh, Olivia or the mother basically said, so how did you meet this Charlie kid? Seem more like yourself with him than anyone Anybody else, else. Yeah. Right. i haven't seen you like be this and yourself his, and his reaction to his mother was Re- really like it's a good yeah it's a, it's amazing setup it's an amazing setup and and i think the way they they played it out it just i love i love the cartoon sparks uh-huh. Oh, oh my god! That that was, yes. It reminds me. It rem- it, honestly, it reminds me. So of when, the first when you time say butter- kissed a boy, yeah, it was yeah, like butterflies in the yeah. stomach. Mm-hmm. So, so to actually see a visualization of that, yeah. when they're first curious, remember that he wants to touch his hand. Yeah, oh, when yeah. he's sleeping on the couch, yeah, right? And, and, his, and, his, and I was like, oh my god, I can so relate to that. One hundred. As a teenager, yep. I, was like, I was like, I know what that feels like. Yeah. And to actually visualize it, it kind of gives you those chills. And yeah. it's like, whether it's LGBT or, you know, Anyone. a hetero couple, right. mm-hmm. you kind of have these feelings that are, it's yeah. hard to explain. It's so funny that you yeah. say that because like I, when I, when I was in high school, I, the, you know, I'd kissed girls before. And then the first time I kissed a guy looking at those visualizations of those sparks i was like that's, that's how it. i felt it. it explains yeah. <laughs> it it explains it 100 yeah, yeah, yeah that was awesome i agree and and i lied so there were really four scenes that really just took me throughout the entire series <laughs> so the third one was um his interaction with his sister at home and she's, oh, she was fucking crazy she yeah. was psych- like she her. would show up and like <laughs> inconspicuous scenes and stuff and that was amazing and they're seen in the rain when he oh, runs yeah. out oh of the house God. and they kiss in the rain yeah. that was amazing yep. uh, but lastly was the supportive teacher oh. he knew that he had that safe space yeah. that he would go to and he would sit and there was like a tree that was like painted, um, on, painted the- on the ground and it was almost like a place that he went to to get rooted and centered. That's how I. That's what I yeah. took yeah. from that yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. And he would always sit there and eat his lunch, and he, because the teacher was that safe space, and then he would have, for example, the conversation with the teacher and says, "You know, what do you do if you have a crush on, for example, a straight boy?" Right? Not realizing that he wasn't really that straight. <laughs> no, to begin the with. teacher was like, "Oh, honey, uh, honey. Yes. <laughs> that's a conversation <laughs> for the ages." <laughs> 
I yeah. thought so those were really like four like scenes that really stood out at me and and just like made it but it it just goes to show you and especially in, in the space that we find ourselves today in the midst of you know all these book bannings that are happening all this uh you know don't say gay propaganda that's happening in florida roe versus wade uh, right and and another thing but and the implications for example that that could have on uh same-sex marriage and and you know gay rights and all of this stuff it really goes to show you uh, and i think they depicted it well the power of support the power of having that one teacher that you could always count on that would coddle you and 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 shield you and and i had that teacher so did i yeah um in 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 many iterations of of my schooling like i remember my fifth grade teacher uh mrs mealy i will never forget that woman ever i was being bullied in the classroom for being you know different and girly and effeminate and blah 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 and i remember that she sent me to the principal's office to go run an errand. And when I came back, I literally stood at the door and watched her scream at the entire classroom and say, you will not do this anymore. That's amazing. It was, in a, it was something that impacted me and I will never forget it. And if I could stand in front of that woman right now, I would give her the biggest hug and thank her for that amazing support that she never knew impacted me so much. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's important. Um, and it's just, wow, Netflix, thank you. Like I said, where was this show in the fucking 80s when I was growing up and I was needing to like see myself represented in characters on TV? How lucky this generation growing up today is. Yeah. Truly, how lucky, you know? Uh, Jay, from a person who is bisexual, obviously, you know, Nick Nelson um, Mm -hmm. at some point declared himself to be bisexual Bisexual. because he liked both. What did you think about that whole that whole situation about him discovering who he was as a bisexual person? I think I mean, I, I definitely resignated. You know, I mean, I've known I've known since I was young. I was attracted to both, but you, you know, you just assume I'm just curious or you never really have a way to, I mean, who do you talk to as a kid? You know, who do you go to? And it's not like you're going to go to mom and dad and be like, Hey, by the way, I'm having, and you know, especially when we were growing up, you know, that just, you know, I, I, to this day, I have family members that have made fun of an uncle who had a quote unquote boyfriend. Right. Back in the day, even though he was married to one of my aunts, you know what I mean. So that it's always been like the butt of the joke for the. Right. So how do you go to a parent who you know has these views? Yep. You know, um, so it, to me it, it resonated a lot because I could connect with him yep. off the back. It's like okay, yeah, you know, I had stuff happen, but I never acted on it. Yeah, no, right. I never followed through on it. I think it took it took me quite some time before I realized this is this is where I'm at. Right. How did you feel when you saw him googling um, <laughs> googling? Right, like that, how do I know I? How do I know? Yeah, I'm gay. 
And like, we didn't have that opportunity. We didn't have we that resource. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I was like, yeah. how do I know I'm gay? It took well, me a long time, but then I realized how I knew yeah. I was gay. Yeah. I certainly didn't have Google. We no, didn't have we didn't Google. Have Google. No. And, and I think that, that... I had dial-up AOL. <laughs> Come on. You had, you had Jeeves. Jeeves. Remember Jeeves? Aim. Yeah. Ask Jeeves. You're right. <laughs> but like watching him go through yeah. that, like what was that like watching him for you? Well, like that, For me, it, it made a lot of sense now. Yeah. Um I wish I had that available, you mm-hmm. know, because again, growing up as a bisexual man, even though I knew I liked women, but I had this weird attraction to men at the time and I'm like, why am I feeling this way? It wasn't like I could go to anyone and find info or you know and 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 here take a pamphlet. And the gay <laughs> and the gay yeah. community automatically assumes you're just gay honey you just haven't mm-hmm. noticed it yep right you know and and you're just confused you're just confused and and and, and i know a lot and that's of what gay, I thought yeah, when i was younger a lot of gay men that oh honey i was married for 20 years i was married for 30 years yeah i just didn't know so that even as an adult i struggled with who the fuck i was right. i was i was at a loss till i was like 35 you know, so it was, I was always, you know, I w- I've been in a relationship with my wife since I was 15. So, and I've always dated women until I, you know, met someone and I had a relationship with them short term. And then I, I was like, yeah, I gotta be, it, it's gotta be right. You know, everybody's been telling me I'm gay. I am gay. And mm-hmm. it's, and then you, you start reassessing stuff, you yeah, know, right. after some time of, of going through some unfortunate shit because it just turns your your life upside down and your relatives and, and everyone else that's involved. Um, but that's the important but, key right there. Yeah. What you just said, reassessing. Yeah. You have right. to reassess, take a step back and, and <laughs> you know, cause every, and even I even went to a fucking therapist, you know right. what I'm saying? And oh, we highly recommended therapist and, and same shit from the therapist. Oh no, you're gay. No, I have no fucking clue. And that's a shame. And that's a shame because that's the important key factor there. Reassessing. No one can tell you um, how you get to be who you want to be. Right. Yeah. And so in your journey, you may think, oh, shit, I'm gay. But then find out, no, I'm bi. And there's nothing wrong with being bi. And no one gets to determine how you identify. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? And, and, and I, that's the important key. That's a huge key. That's Don't let key. people pigeonhole define you. you. Yeah. Define you and put you in a box. Yeah. Because yeah. there is no box. And yeah. I think, you know, honestly, too, uh, going back a little bit to that 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 moment in the show, um, the compassion that Nick... or. Uh, Kit or Nick Nelson showed just by not only researching what, how do I know that I'm gay, but then right. taking the extra step and researching what Charlie's been through or what the community's been through and learning. And right. you could see it in his eyes. They well up with tears at one point where he's just yep. like, holy shit. And their text messages. Yeah. Can we talk about like the subliminal messages that were being sent back and forth? And they were like, they each knew that they liked each other, but they couldn't bring themselves to tell each other. And so all of what's his Charlie's friends were saying, fear of rejection. And then you don't want to fuck a friendship up because they, again, 
They had a great relationship mm-hmm. as friends, but they were doing shit like couples. Right. Mm-hmm. And they didn't realize they were doing shit like couples. Oh, the snowflake the, scene. Uh, oh, exactly. My God, that was beautiful. <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, no. no, but yeah. then, yeah, that, that whole shit. And I'm like, okay. Oh. And, and sometimes you're like, shit, I did that with friends. Right. Mm-hmm. I did yeah. that with other friends that may or may not. You know what I mean? Or maybe it was just me, but you. Mm-hmm. Never acted upon it because you, again, same thing that the show, you know, there's that everybody's telling you this, everybody's telling you that. Right. So you never really follow through. And and let me tell you, there was a lot of triggers for me in this show. A lot of triggers. (laughs) But I will tell you, it is one of the few shows that have really, truly made me feel blissful and completely loving the way they told the storyline. Um, if, if there ever was a series that you want to um, showcase to young adults or youngsters that are looking to learn a little bit more about our community and what it's like so that they can see that, you know, the struggles that we go through when it comes to relationships is really no different than any other teenager. Uh, it's just that, you know, you have to focus on the fact that you have a couple of added layers, Mm -hmm. Um, to to that whole you know going through the motions and and w- what do they call that uh, puberty? Yes. <laughs> yeah, going through the you motions. Don't remember right? what that's like? No, I don't, <laughs> bitch. Um, no, <laughs> do but, I? but this is I, I swear the ideal puberty, show I, I to use my room, to educate people. I lived in my room masturbating twenty four seven through puberty, <laughs> and oh it just God. probably smelled like shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I did the same thing, and I oh, I God. still think I'm still going through puberty because <laughs> I mean through COVID it's just like. <laughs> so my, my all night long, so, all night. <laughs> my last thought, and I I, I want to get your opinion on this. Is, <laughs> When you look at the um, the parents that we actually meet in the series, mm-hmm. everybody's very supportive, right? You know, uh, both for Charlie and for Nick in the series, and I think that that's beautiful, right? It's important, yeah. But but, but do you I think don't think it's real to life. Yeah, I don't think it's based in reality. And do, and not do that, you think? But do you don't think that maybe the UK is more progressive? Maybe, but in general, I think that, you know, I think they, the only thing I would say with the series is they may have slightly missed a mark in, 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 um, addressing, um, but I think they did that with his father, right? Because his father was absent and there was, there was this disconnect between Charlie and his father. Um, Charlie's dad dropped him off at the party. Are you talking about Nick? Uh, oh, Nick's Nick. Dad. Nick's dad. dad. Sorry, Nick. Yeah, yeah uh, you're right. Charlie, his father was very supportive and said, hey, if something yeah, comes no, up, because he's openly, me. yeah, he's openly right. gay. So his father's always worried about him being bullied. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Sorry, so, yeah, my so, mistake. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Nick's dad, uh, there was, obviously he was absent and uh, there was some impact emotionally for, for Nick in that aspect. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I agree. Um, it, it, they wrapped a bow on, on that aspect mm-hmm. of our uh, journey of, of yeah of yeah the lgbtq plus journey i mean honestly I, I think that it was one of the best series that i've seen in a very long time um but when we talk about our community and we encompass everything that we face and we go through i think that that whether it was the teacher talking 
whether the teacher had a moment where he talked about his experience and not being supported and that's why he wanted to be there and support whatever it would have been it's important to address the fact that some kids don't feel safe coming out and some kids don't think that they uh, will have that that supportive father that will hold him while he cries after a party. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that that representation is very important in general for the general public to see because people don't, people can't comprehend what it feels like to be rejected by someone who is supposed to innately love you Mm -hmm. unconditionally. Right. Right. And which is something that a lot of people on, on the, heterosexual spectrum rarely ever have to face right um rarely um but sexuality right when it comes to that so i guess the only question uh left to ask about heartstopper season two yay or nay 100 percent yay yay for me yes 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 i i agree i agree (laughs) um well done netflix and to the actors and to the cast and the story writers you truly brought a very very important a conversation uh piece uh to life and i hope that this really does um one justice to our youth who are watching these types of shows who um, are fortunate enough to have this kind of content in their lives at this stage that we didn't have. It was just beautifully done. So congratulations, Netflix. Thank you yes. uh, for bringing that story uh, to the world. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it's, it's good. I mean, I know that right now the big thing is, is um, the hell's the name of that other show that with Sandaya. Oh, um, uh, euphoria euphoria oh. which is also based on high school but that shit it's fucking crazy right. yeah like well that shows a little I, bit i would darker, probably let right? my I mean, yeah i would probably let my granddaughter watch this over that euphoria over the euphoria right. euphoria is that shit has a lot of triggers mm-hmm. a right. lot of triggers I, episode one and i was like ooh, fuck i don't think i'd yeah i haven't watch even this started that people. one yet yeah neither it's, have i it's it's hard. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, it, it addresses real issues, uh, but it's drug use and sexual abuse and, and sexuality. Mm-hmm. And one of the kids meets up with a man in a hotel randomly, and he's going through through the change, you know. So it's, it's, it's all this shit, and you're like, like these, it's true to life because I know, I know people growing up that did that shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it so for me it was like ooh, it, it gave me those triggers as well. Right. But I was like, I would definitely not want to have any of my grandkids watch this. I wouldn't feel comfortable wa- having them watch it. It's very raw, very raw. It's definitely more adult. This, I think it it has a lightheartedness to it. Um, and as far as watching it, especially if the kid is questioning or unsure. This is somewhat of a guide that can help you probably sit down and yeah. and watch with them. Right. And, and walk, have through quick, yeah, walk through those emotions. Yeah. Let's break down, okay, what happened here? Yeah. This is what happened in the scene. He's feeling this way because X, Y, Z. This is what society says. This is what society has done in history. And this is why you, if if you you know decide one day that this is who you are, may experience this. And this yep. is how you can handle that, you know, and talk to me be like that dad you know charlie's dad uh, who was just amazing and you know 
All I want to say is Netflix, thank you for making me feel all the feels good. with this. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yeah. It was truly good. Yep. Yeah. That's amazing. So, um, you know, if you haven't caught it, and I'm sorry if we spoiled it for you, but we did, you know, say we wanted to talk about I this. I think we did an in-depth overview. <laughs> yes, we did. Um, go to Netflix. Um Watch it. Uh, really, you can get through, like, maybe in three and a half hours, you can get through the entire series. Yeah. Um, yay for season two. Please bring season two. I want to see these two actors together again on screen. And um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for allowing us to feel those feels. Yeah, the LGBTQ visibility is a plus. And, and I texted you guys in the group chat the other day, DC Comics, stepping up with their stuff, too, where they've made Aquaman openly gay in the right. comics. So I was there watching was another, it the other day. Um, yeah. There was another uh, inference Marvel, to... Marvel um, is, is supposed to be releasing some stuff, but... They made... Um, who was it? I can't... <clears throat> Marvel has a few actors. Right. But, but, but to, to make someone I. like... To make someone like uh, Loki. Loki, Loki, that's right. Yes. Right, Tom uh, Hiddleston? H- Hiddleston. Hiddleston. Hidd- yeah. Hiddleston, Sorry. But <laughs> is it a stone or a sten? Stone, I believe. I think it's T O N. Hit a sten. Yeah. I don't know. We're butchering that. Potato, potato. Yeah, but I, I thought it was you know it's really good, especially now with the comics and kids right. that are watching it. There's a lot of representation. I mean, I think it's just more of the norm within mm-hmm. these companies that are supportive and showing the support. But and to now make more a main, than ever, right? Yeah, now. and yeah. and to make to make a main character such as Aquaman, it wasn't. One of those off to the side sidekicks, or you know what I mean. It Usually wasn't they kinda... Robin, and we all know Robin was gay. Right. I just think I just think that you know they yeah. they didn't have a choice. It was just like you know that whole romantic thing between Amber Heard, the 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 character that plays Mira in in Aquaman. Mm. And Aquaman himself is just like, after all that craziness that's been going on between her and Johnny Depp, and it's like, no, we're just going to make him bisexual. We're just yeah. gonna make him <laughs> um, you know, we yeah, want no, nothing but, to deal with this. Yeah. But this is the comic version. It's not live action. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, within the comic, yeah, I was watching it the other day, and, and he meets this girl that's that's uh, transformed into a mermaid. Um, so he has to bring her home. So to his home because she can't live out of the water any longer. Right. And so they're, you know, through the whole scene, I'm thinking, oh, they're going to end up together, right? Because you're watching the cartoon and they're talking and they're getting along and she's like, oh my God, my savior. Then all of a sudden they show a clip and she's swimming and playing with his family and there's another, uh, you know, um, I forgot what they're, they're called, uh, Atlanteans. Hmm? There's an Atlantean swimming towards him, and when he gets next to him, they start kissing, and I was like, holy shit, it's a guy. <laughs> you know? And I was like, wow, right. DC caught me off guard there. Yeah. It so, makes me sad that we couldn't grow up in a time that we had. We had queer as folk. Well, that's about I, it. <laughs> I didn't have that until much later. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and Queer as Folk was in your face, like shocking at the time, yeah. you know, uh-huh. for, for a lot of the depictions of like, for example, sexuality AIDS. and things like that, AIDS and, and very, very, you know, strong topics. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I'm, I'm happy to see that we are now living in a world in where our youth can access really truth. Um, representation of themselves and see themselves in film and in characters and grow up seeing it right right that's an amazing thing so it's beautiful uh so again it's on netflix go watch heartstopper again 
super easy season to get through. And Netflix, it's yay from us. We want season two. Yes, absolutely. And uh, wow, that was an awesome conversation. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's bring it home, boys. All right. So we're going to uh, toss it over to Trish. Uh, we're going to jump into Mama Kim's Minute. I'm going to give her some love. And uh, we're going to do our swim out. We're going to swim out of this episode tonight. <laughs> Thank you. All right, everybody. Here's Mama Kim's Minute. Number one, Ron DeSantis sued for saddle saddling taxpayers with millions in debt after Disney don't say gay debacle. Big up to Disney for standing up yep. to Ron DeSantis, by the Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Number two, German teacher sends students candy and a note comparing trans kids to rattlesnakes. Fuck her. What the whoever, fuck? Whoever he or she is or they are. Number three, Pete Buttigieg nails right-winged anti-LGBTQ hate in just 15 words. And you know what? I'm, I'm curious. find out what those 15 I'm words curious. are. I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> so you won't have to click on that story th- this week. Interesting. What did he say? Is there a video? Uh, uh, yeah. There's go- a video. I'm going for it. Hold on. And on this day, we're blank today. Oh, you girls slipped. No, it's in there. Oh, no, you can't connect this. I, I don't Sorry. see it. I'll take it. When all you have is a hammer, there, there's, a, there's a more superficial political pattern that I think has driven some of the politics of the behavior of uh, people like these people in Florida that don't say gay bill. And that is, when all you have is a hammer, everything starts to look like a culture war. So you you got a political faction that really doesn't have a lot of answers for many of the questions that people are wrestling with. They love talking about gas prices, but they don't have an answer on gas prices. They don't have an answer on inflation. Many of them answered uh, our call for bipartisan infrastructure uh, work with a no. Um, haven't seen an answer on what to do about the price of prescription drugs. They voted against lowering that. Don't have an answer on what to do about the cost of child care. Um, don't have a great answer on taxes. Actually want to raise taxes for the poor. That's a new one. I, I thought I'd seen it all. Um, then I saw... Senator Scott's proposal to raise taxes for the poor. Um, That's not great territory for them to be debating on. So what do they do? They find somebody vulnerable and pick on them, which at the moment is largely the trans community. And they find something to talk about which can go between the laughable, because Donald Duck going to make your kid gay, to the incredibly dark, which is the suggestion that the very presence of someone who is gender nonconforming or trans or or gay or lesbian or otherwise different, the very existence of somebody like that is an adult subject, right? That 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 if 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 my kids in let's say first grade classroom were to mention in passing that over the weekend they had the they had a great time going to, with, with their dads to the zoo, that they would have somehow, by saying that, uttered something age-inappropriate and get us really fired up about that fight. It's 
amazing. He's I, great. He is. He's absolutely great. So that's Mama Kim's Minute in a nutshell. Uh, we'll have those links to those stories posted on tonight's post. So make sure you visit gaytalk20.com, click on tonight's post, and uh, check those stories out. Jay, on to you on this day in gay history. It's a lot of words in these. Blank. I have nothing. You have nothing? Oh, it's not there? I never oh. got it. Did you not? Oh, my God. I, I did. Ugh. Let me share it. I'm going to airdrop it to you. Do you do you have airdrop? Activated, mister? There you go. Okay. Let's see. Here we go. Here we go. It was so, that. on this day in gay history in 1871, in the great old UK. <laughs> United Kingdom, for those who don't know. Yep. Beginning of Bolton and Park's trial. Bolton and Park were Victorian-era drag queens. Their yes, trial, queen! <clears throat> their trial attracts great public interest, especially when uh, when a thankful, when a trunkful of their dresses is brought in as a, as evidence the prosecution is unable to prove either that they had committed any homosexual offense or that they were wearing women's clothing by men is an offense in english law the jury finds them not guilty after th- 53 minutes of deliberation bravo bravo by the way 1871 1871 1871. That was your heyday, honey. I know. I know. <laughs> I saw those drag queens in, perform in person at some point. I mean, my jaw's falling off at this point. Oh, <laughs> Lord have mercy. All right. Well, that was on this day in gay history. Uh, and uh, once again, I want to thank you all for uh, joining us on today's episode. If you love the show, make sure you go subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcasting service. By doing so, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your web browser or device as soon as our episodes are published. You can also support us on Patreon, which allows you, our listeners, to support the show with a monetary donation, which we collect monthly and can be in any denomination of a dollar or more. Jay? I guess it is time to put a ring on it. No. No, not no. yet. Not oh. yet not Next yet. week we welcome, we think we are welcoming back Chris Mattoon to sit in his lawn chair. Did you change that? Yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. We think. I we didn't change think. it. We think. Um, we'll see. Who, who, who wrote that? I, I wrote it. Right. Well, according to Chris, according Chris, to Chris, according to the world, according to Chris, uh, and, and, and no, Will Smith won't be in studio to smack him around. Uh, he is coming back next week. So we yeah, shall see. Yabor. 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 Oh my God, I should totally take out the sign, but it's behind the flag. I don't want to take for it. Um, all right. Well, now uh, here's Nick with a weekly reminder for all of you bottoms out there who are looking to keep your buttholes on point. Yes, we are talking about the future method. I am going to give her some love, and here we go. Okay, everybody, here we go. Get the future method today. Each time you clean out with water or enemas, delicate tissues are harmed and cells are damaged, increasing chances of injury and or STDs. The first of its kind doctor-developed formula gently cleanses before you play without hurting your bum. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life-changing bum cleanser today. Yas Queen. And now... And now it is time to put a ring on it. All the single ladies, all the single ladies, put your hands up. Up, up in, in the, the club. club. 
Our show is available on our website, gaytalk20.com, under audio podcast. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. Yes! You can find us on social media, Facebook, Gay Talk 2.0, Instagram, Gay Talk 2.0, Twitter at Gay Talk 20. You can email us at gaytalk2.0 at gaytalk20.com. Tom, take it away. All right. And if you need uh, to reach out to us, just head on over to our website, gaytalk20.com, and um, click on the Contact Us tab located at the top of your web browser. There you can leave comments, suggest topics, submit a question for the cast, or an individual call or an individual host. We're getting a phone call from Alabama. God, God. don't pick it up. Don't pick it up. All right. We're not going to do that. Uh, You can also call us and leave us a voice message. Um, like this Alabamian is doing right now. <laughs> and, um, and you can call us by calling 334-GAY-TALK. Or if you need all those digits, it is 334-429-8255. Don't forget that we do stream live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can um, access, that live, access that live stream by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. <laughs> Thank you, girl. I love when you like have my back. Uh, and with that, that is our show. Ladies and gents, thank you, and y'all have a good night. Bye! Thank you for listening to this episode of Gay Talk 2.0. Tune in next time for more Dish.